All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos, 877-374-7463 is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right, man, so I think leaving the topic of them and their ownership, and you look at the draft, speaking of the Colts, and we talk about Derek Carr, they go hand in hand. I just think, you know, you look at that press conference, it's just to the point to where they've got to take a swing in the draft. You tried experimenting with the veteran quarterback back-to-back years and played out. You're picking four, need to move up, take a swing. This is a good quarterback class. Take a swing. And because, you know, it's too much of a risk to – tie that money into trying to go get a car uh, to get a Jimmy. You've got to go ahead. You've got a young coach that you – we don't know. Like I've said, I've learned the hard way, trust me. I mean, and that was years ago. The, you you can be a good coordinator and an all-world coordinator don't mean you're a good head coach and a leader man. So we don't know what Steichen is, what he's going to be. We don't know. But what we do, But what we do know – is we do know it's a situation to where it's like they can't – I mean, you got this young coach and you got Young out there, you got uh, Stroud, the kid from Ohio State, and you got others. But the reality of it is is that you've got to take a chance. And not it's not even a chance. You're not going to be – first of all, it's very rarely that they pick, speaking of the Indianapolis Colts, even in the top four or five anyway. If you go back the years of Payton and Andrew Luck, all that – they haven't really – they haven't made the playoffs in the last couple of years, but they haven't been picking up top this. This is kind of where normally – and I understand there's stories out there, but this is normally where you get your franchise guy anyway. So me personally, I don't think the Derek Carr or the Jimmy situation is the way for the Colts. I think it's going to have to be the draft. Now, whoever they find out that they like in that draft – I mean, I've heard some people link them to the kid in Kentucky. I've heard it to Bryce Young. This tra- it, we won't know. But if I'm Ballard or anybody else, I'm keeping Ursi away from a damn microphone between here and April. Okay, because all he's going to do is drive the price up. Good luck with that. Exactly. So, Derek Carr, I'm going to stick to what I've been saying for weeks, even before he became a technical free agent, um, is that I believe he's going to end up in Carolina, and I think that's the best place for him, in my opinion. We'll see how it goes. I would put I, – I honestly – Texans are going to want their guy, too. It's, it'd be a nice story. You know, brother was drafted by the Texans. They've got the money to do it. It's a veteran. Now, I will say, I mean, if D'Amico Ryan's, depending on how much control that he's going to have on the roster, what he negotiated, I mean, he could be a guy coming from that Kyle Shanahan cloth in that time of San Francisco. He might want a veteran his first year. They might say, hey, you know what, we've got some other. But I think if you go through Mills and you go through the situation, they're going to go ahead and get a guy at quarterback. He's got to get a quarterback. So that's why it's very – I can't think, honestly, the last time there's been two teams in a division that were really desperate for a quarterback like this situation in the AFC South between the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Could it be that the Texans do both? You use your – so look, looking at 
how D'Amico's filling out his staff. Mm-hmm. He went and got passing game coordinator Bobby Slowick as his new offensive coordinator. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be Brian Greasy that he would go get. I kept saying Brian, but yeah, that, I, I didn't bring that up, but that one was kind of like, okay. The move was very similar. So uh-huh. now when you're looking at Jimmy G is out there, and you don't know, and you know, if San Francisco doesn't put their name back in the hat, I, I look at the Texans roster, and I don't think I I don't think they're as far away as many people want to say they are. As bad well, as their record was, away. yeah, I agree with they you. They were in a lot of. I games. agree with you on that take. And they played hard. The defense they've they've gotten some great pieces on the back end. Well, and I agree. They've drafted well recently. Damian Pierce is a star. Well, I got you. I agree. If you can go ahead and get your maybe quarterback for the future, because you also you have to call it Jimmy G insurance as well, because Jimmy G's. He hasn't stayed healthy for, you know, five years. Right. Hasn't completed a full season. So your rookie quarterback might end up playing at some point. But is this the time that you go ahead and you do you do both? You sign a big free agent quarterback and you draft your guy. And you use the other your other pick. I mean, you got a left tackle if you can keep Laramie Tunsil around. And I know he wants paid. But if you can keep him around, maybe you go get another wide receiver. At the top there, and, and now you're really cooking with something. Well, again, I, I don't see Jimmy. I don't see Jimmy taking that much of a haircut either. I mean, compared to what he's going to go, I think that you know, if you you have the room to pay him what he's worth and draft the quarterback. Yeah, but if you're talking about unless you're talking about trading out of the two pick, the number two pick, which I don't think they're going to do. If you talk about trading, if you're not talking about trading down, no, if not you're, trading down. Okay, then if you're at number two, because you got and two and twelve. If if your goal in this draft is to find the future quarterback, whether you're saying that they can entertain bringing Jimmy in because they got the money, let this do a one year deal with Jimmy, two year deal with a team option, set, whatever you say. Regardless, if the Texans' priorities is to get, which I think it is, if one of their major priorities is to get a franchise starting quarterback in this draft, you're picking that at two. And if you're picking that at two, look, I'm from the old school, y'all know. I think that's the reason why I can't believe Adam Longoria and people like that were so quick to say, oh, Malik can't play because if he could play, why don't we start him in a do-or-die game? No, man, he wasn't ready. That doesn't mean he can't play. It don't mean he ain't going to be the future, and I think he is the future franchise quarterback, Tennessee Titans. So my point is going back to Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith because that's the story that gets lost in Patrick's lore that he's created over the first five years of his career anyway is the fact that he sat for a year his rookie year. He redshirted. He didn't play and start until the final game in Colorado in week 17. So my point bringing this up is, is that, yes, you can draft a quarterback and necessarily does he have to play right away no but you've got to have a guy the way that scenario works out you've got to have a veteran guy on your roster that you're going to do you're not going to go and spend 30 million dollars at the minimum what jimmy's probably going to settle for for a desperate team and quarterback and you're going to draft a guy at number two you're not going to do that even if you're only written jimmy or somebody like that for year two you're not going to eat up that cat space and then draft the future at number two but if you have enough of the other pieces that you don't have to pick up a whole lot of other groceries, okay, because, you, because you've got the rest of the roster, I think it's closer than people think. That's fine, So, Jonas, but so that, you, can, that's... you can spend a little bit more on, on the main course, on the quarterback position. And, and what's wrong with, with that, gro- that year of grooming? 
Yeah, but you can get there's nothing wrong with the year grooming, but you can get a middle you can get a quarterback cheaper than Jimmy to go ahead and do that. But if you can be poised to win now, because it's not just about the next year. You could actually do something this year, the way that division plays out in uh, for for the AFC South, and the way again, the way the coaching the coaching staff is set up. I think that they are in a spot to do something now and build momentum. But what's your definition of doing something year? now, though? I but I agree with your take saying that they're close. I, I mean, I mean, but but I when you're close they can to really what? Compete for the AFC South, I think that you can make yes. the play. The Texans could could flip the script, go from the second worst record. Yeah, in, in, in the NFL, and win the AFC South next year. Find yourselves in the playoffs, and then you're in the play. If if you do go get Jimmy, I G, you're in the, you find yourselves in the playoffs with a quarterback who has been there, a coach who's familiar with that quarterback, and just professionals the rest of the way. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but you're not spending thirty million dollars to do that. It's not wisely, even if you have that. If you're if you're gonna do that. Again, you're going to do that with thinking that I that this this is why I'm having a hard I agree with your take about they're not as far now when you say as far off, they're far off from a Super Bowl team, but they're not far off from competing as a playoff team. Okay, like there's levels to this. Correct. That's why I'm yeah. saying what's your definition of not far off? What or we could do some things. What I'm telling you is that if you're going to draft a quarterback at 2, it's nothing wrong with sitting for a year. But you're not going to sit there and because if you're going to get Jimmy and let's say you're going to pay him $30 million a year and let's say it's a two, three year deal, you're saying that, hey, we're close to maybe a Super Bowl. We just had a bad breaker injuries, whether we're close. This is a guy you're not going to do. Th- and then you're going to say, we don't really need we'll go ahead and trade out of two and we need other holes to fill. See, they to me, they need a pass rusher. They need another receiver, and they and that's probably and they probably need maybe say, but they need they need about two more receivers, and they need a quarterback. Okay, and you're taking at two, and you're taking at twelve, and then you're back there at the top of the second round, and you've got Cleveland's second round pick and your second round pick both sitting there in the top ten of the. Of I the think you round. can if you want to do that, Jonas. If you want to, if you're the GM and you want to do that philosophy, you can go get Baker for cheap. You can go. There's a lot of lists of those guys that you named off that get that you can go get to do that and let whether it's Bryce Young, Stroud, or whoever you draft and and letting them sit for half a season or a year. You can't like first of all, just because you got like it's in life, just because you got the money, don't mean it's wise to go ahead and spend it. There was only one reason why that team in Colorado was able to go ahead and get Russell Wilson because Elway didn't pay anybody. The only guy that he paid was Von Miller after winning the MVP of Super Bowl. He was penny-pinching everybody else. So, therefore, when a quarterback like that came, it was easy to go in and absorb that money they gave him because they had other pieces in place, and they still got $15 million going into this year in cap money. And they're going to make some moves to, to one, to acquire more draft picks. and to put. So, my point is, you just can't go. The reason why? Because injuries happen. Of course, the season. Things happen. Guys play available. Sure, yeah. You're just not going to go give Jimmy $30 million just to try to get you. Because honestly, if you put Jimmy on that roster, the desert ain't putting them the favorite ahead of Jacksonville. They, they might not even put, depending on what the Colts do or either what Tennessee does, they might not even put them ahead of Tennessee. Jimmy, so so to me, it's not worth it doing. You can find if you want to, and I'm not killing your philosophy, but if you're doing that philosophy, you're not taking probably he Jimmy and Derek are the one and two top free agent quarterbacks in this free agency starting in April in March. And in, they're in, the top in that two. Order. Yeah, in that order. Jimmy then Derek. I'll give you that. 
Well, it could be Demi. It, it could be vice versa. Derek's more of a lot. He's and more again, of a, for anybody. Anybody not catching up yet? We're, we're factoring Lamar Jackson out of this conversation. Lamar is not so gonna. gonna he's, he's not gonna get in the free agency for anybody catching now. Yeah. Yes. So the bottom line is is that Jimmy G and Derek Carr are one A and one B. Some GMs would put more pre, uh, to more stock in Derek because his durability. Then Jimmy, and also there's some people think, you know what, Jimmy, okay, fine. You were with Kyle Shanahan, and you were with um, my man that's down with the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. That's the film we see on you. You had Josh McDaniels. Now, I'm not putting Jimmy like that because I think – but you had Josh McDaniels, and you went from Josh to Kyle Shanahan. He ain't a guy that you're going to spend $30 million on just to have a bridge. You know, that's bad GMing. You could do, look, you said Baker $6 million what they project? That's his market calculated market value. I can sit there. D'Amico is a good young coach. He's going to coach this defense up. We got a stud and a star that we both agree in at the running back position. We just get to get a pass rusher at 12 or another uh, receiver at 12. What do we do? I can go and compete for the South with Baker Mayfield. Maybe if Baker keeps his head, I can go compete with uh, uh, Sam Darnold. But those are Aaron those, Donald. Those are or both, Sam Darnold. But those are both maybes. I feel like competing for the AFC South with a Jimmy G is a bit more of a Jimmy. Short ain't, thing. I, I like Jimmy G, man. Durability wise, and because him without Kyle Shanahan, that ain't no, that ain't no for sure. That that don't put you. If they get Jimmy, if, what we just seen, and again, I like D'Amico Ryan's. We know what he is as a coordinator. We don't know what the hell he is as a head coach. I think he's gonna be bright. They, let's say hypothetically, you call this and they get Jimmy G. You gonna sit there and pick them ahead of Jacksonville to win the South? I think it's gonna be closer odds. No, I, I think that I still put Jacksonville there because as of today, you know, news: Calvin Ridley, troubled wide receiver and out of Atlanta, who had gotten in, tr- in trouble for betting on his own team. Right. Well, he he's now applying for reinstatement with Jacksonville. Yeah, I know they and, traded, and that's but he's a team got, that went out, yeah. that went the way. That's a little wet, but I don't know what Calvin Ridley's gonna come back after a year off football. Um, it's just a dumbass decision that he made. I mean, in regards to walking in the sports book, that just lets me know a lot of these guys are so out, out of tune with the sports gambling world. And even the laws that the NFL, the rules, I should say, that the NFL laid out. Like this guy risked, what, $14, 15000000 million for a $1,200 parlay. Okay? I know guys that see $1,200 parlays once a week. <laughs> $14 million. I mean, come on. I don't know. Why. And look, that's family. That's Roll Tide. I hate to come at him like that, but I don't. I mean, he should get another year just off of stupidity. We shouldn't see his ass back until 2025 or four. That extra year just for being dumb. Yeah, man. I mean, they're not playing around with this stuff. You see old Miles Austin, his ass got, he had a job, I think, what was it, the Jets, somebody. His ass got suspended because his ass was found out he was betting on NFL. And trust me. <laughs> The commercials you see now, do I got the league pass. The commercials for me that you see now, I saw this coming five years ago. The commercials you see now with sports apps and gambling apps since the verdict from uh, Governor Christie and all that, they own a lot. And, and to me, when you talk about access on the phone, and you access, it, 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 again, they go, they've been policing it, but how dumb can you be? And guys got to be smarter than that. But I'm not, I, look, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> no, but Texans don't even have the line yet to protect Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr is going to be a little bit more mobile, but I, again, Derek Carr, the Texans are going to draft their quarterback. 
I think Jimmy, that's why I keep going back to this. The best option available for them is the Carolina Panthers. They're going to get paid, and they got a chance. They Now, you put Jimmy with Carolina or Derek with Carolina, they're in, the, they're in competition for the NFC South, without a doubt. Well, I mean, that's the NFC South. How about quick, as we come down here in this segment, Washington. You have Terry McLaurin. You have Brian Robinson in the backfield. Tight end Logan Thomas. You have the defensive pieces and a veteran coach. And it's the NFC East. First of all, um, Ron Rivera is keeping his job by default. I'll tell you that right now. He's got an ownership group that's in flux in the middle of a sale. That's the only reason why that whole staff is being retained. With that said, if you're the commanders, you you again, you, you want to and keep in mind, they drafted Howell, I believe, last year. Kid from Carolina. I think that's who they are. He got it a couple of games. But you want to have that franchise guy. So it might be a guy that you but again with Washington, if you got how I don't know again if you want to tie that kind of money up. And not only that, Jimmy and Derek, you think Derek Carr is going to go from dysfunctional to more dysfunctional? Hell no. I don't care how much they pay him. 877-374-7463. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. All right, and this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 877-374-7463. 
All right, so transitioning, uh, there are a couple of things I want to touch on football before we get out of here, but let's transition to the NBA a little bit because uh, we meant to talk about this yesterday. You know, coming off the crazy trade deadline that we had, one of the things we haven't been able to talk about is the guys that ha- are close or have come to buyout agreements. And so as we sit here February the 15th, Mr. Clark, what – are the updates on the guys that have really been bought out? Some of the big names that were traded or kind of just like a Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly and all that. Yeah, for sure. So, of course, Patrick Beverly has been bought out. Um, he's got plans to maybe sign to maybe sign with a contender. Uh, I think that there's a lot of teams out there that could use his, um, obviously use his services. Uh, they say that, I mean, he's not even being linked to anybody right now, but that's kind of the reports. Terrence Ross, also hmm. from Orlando, uh, he was waived by the team, and he has already turned around and signed with the Phoenix Suns. So they're getting another wow. six-seven wing player. Uh. The rich get richer, Cal. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like you've said, they're loading up. Um, Reggie Jackson, um, he was moved from the Clippers right. to the Hornets. He's been bought out now by the Hornets and is linked to, and I'm uh, lo- looking up for confirmation right now, on whether he is with the Denver Nuggets or not. Oh, that would be a night. That would that would make me start feeling a little bit better about the Nuggets in a four out of seven. And that actually that has been confirmed. So he is with Denver Nuggets. Wow. They see, and the pressure, I won't say pressure, but in that Colorado area, area, They've been pretty much, first of all, like I've told y'all before, they remind me of the 99-01-3 era down here with their fan base uh, because they hit the panic mode once Kevin Durant went to the Suns. They hit the panic mode. And to me, it this move kind of, it makes sense to me because it kind of supports what I've been thinking. I mean, yes, Joker is on his verge of three straight MVPs, but when you get in the play, who can you count on to get you down? Reggie? Reggie's another guy that can be streaky, but we've seen Reggie in the playoffs be able to get you 25, 28 on a hot night. And he can stay – and I'll tell you this, he's a little bit more consistent than Porter is in my opinion. So definitely I like that for the Nuggets. I definitely – because for one, that can help the second unit. Uh, That takes some pressure off of them. It takes some pressure off of Murray. Um, Definitely I like that. I definitely like that move. I didn't know that was even a possibility on the horizon, uh, but that I like that for the Nuggets. So, Patrick Beverly, he's not being linked to anybody. And then what is the update on Westbrook? Uh, Westbrook has still not been bought out. And uh, according to Bleacher Report this morning, it's moving slowly and they haven't gotten traction that they thought they might with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, of course, Woj had kind of talked about, you know, he's even reported that he could wait until the All-Star break to really weigh his options for the rest of the season or could finish his time, finish the season out with Utah. Utah's in the middle of a slide right now. Uh-huh. Pretty bad. They've fallen down to the middle pack of the West. Um, they, they were rolling there for a minute. Yeah, they were projected. Keep in mind, Utah was only projected to have like 24, 23 wins as well. So I definitely thought they, they've got a young, bright head coach. I like that coach. And we'll see what That's Danny – tree it, branch, by okay. the way. Well, well, we letting all the branches go out here. While Dante's asking us, what do you do with Grandpa? So we're letting a lot of branches leave the 2-1-0. Okay, so to me, I don't care who's coming off the Spurs pop branch because we, we ain't benefited from none of it yet. All right, keep it moving. I I will tell you this. 
yes, I'm high on their coach, by the way. So you brought up the Clippers in that. So you said you found a report that possibly that there is some connection between Westbrook and the Clippers. Well, they're, they're trying to find their uh, the Clippers are the reported, but it's they're, they're not getting the traction that they thought they would. Right. Um. Again, that's a situation of like you know Westbrook. I mean, I'm just trying to think from an angle. Does it even fit? You know, with them and the way the lineup is. If I'm the Clippers, I'm not – man, he's a talent. And I and I hate disrespect to Westbrook like this. I mean, it's just child. Because the deal with Russell Westbrook is that the rest of the NBA kind of caught up with him. And what I mean by that is that, you know, for the early on his year, it was really about his quickness and athleticism. And he still – Kid move around pretty good. I mean, it ain't like he's just barely, ma- but he's not as quick as fat used to be. But when you're that fast and athletic as Westbrook was, and you're you're just a walking rebound, and you're walking assist, you could sit there and it gets you by to where the real struggle or wart on your game is your jump shot and your mid range shot. So what has happened with Westbrook, and the reason why it stuck out like a sore thumb in L.A. that didn't work, because Russell. Look, man, I've said this before, and Russ is 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 a hell. Anytime you average a triple double for like two years in a row, you're a special player. Okay, regardless if you got a major flaw in your game, but the reality of it is, man, is that Russ. There are guys that just don't put, and I'm not saying he doesn't put any work in, but there are some guys that are just whatever it might gonna be. Even if they get their money, they're not gonna be gym rats, man. They're not going to put in the work. They're not striving to be the great. Okay? And and I'm and look, the brother's in the NBA. I, I'm not trying to sell him short. Like I he came across my radar at UCLA. But the but the reality of it is, is that his shot at his stage of his career and the amount of money that he's making, his shot shouldn't be as bad as it is. It really isn't. I don't care, and, I, and you don't need a Chip England. To, one of the, he ain't no more longer with the San Antonio Spurs, but he's obviously one of the best shooting coaches in NBA history. Because I've seen some people come through here in this area code come down, come in here broke, and they left with a shot. Kawhi wasn't shooting like that at San Diego State. Okay, he was drafted to be a poor man's uh, Bruce Bowen. I, I, to this day, Pop and RC Buford didn't even see him turn into that. That's hard work, and that's also the advantage of Chip England. Tony Parker, man, when Phil Jackson said, hey, man, we just going to keep this Frenchie out the lane. I know they're too old, but we don't adjust. And they just said, we ain't going to let you get in the lane. And he couldn't get in the lane. Spur fans know the rest was history. Lakers win the series 4-2. From that point on, Tony had to put in work, working on his shot. Who did he have? Chip. So, to me, you with Westbrook, with Russell, there's no – reason why his shot should be still be struggling at this point of career because he's not motivated and passionate to basically really work on that that doesn't bother him enough and it's hard to bother somebody when they're making a quarter billion dollars in nba contracts already and they're making 43 million dollars a year i look at the nba every night it's it, like i've said this forever it is a there's no excuse and it's just ridiculous to be in the, I don't care how tall or how short you are. It is ridiculous to be lower. There's really no excuse for any NBA player making eight-figure money to be lower probably than 65% to 
to 68% from the free throw line. They call it the charity strike for a reason. Why? Because guys get to the level, you just don't want to put, it doesn't matter to them. I can get away with just basically rebounding, playing defense, or assisting the ball, or getting scrapped. I don't have to really work on that. So the moral of the story in that take is, if I'm the Clippers, it makes sense for Russ because you just move across the hall. You don't have to. You've gotten kind of used to L.A. You don't move across the hall and maybe you get to stick it to your arch rival. They at home or you knock them off. But if I'm the Clippers, no. I can't take that chance. I look right down the hall and say, look, if it didn't fit with LeBron, how the hell is it going to work over here? If, I, if I'm uh, – and I think it's Lawrence Frank that's still involved with, with the Clippers. If I'm Lawrence Frank or uh, – or, uh, Tyron Lue, I'm not, I'm not doing that with Russ. I think Russ needs to go back to – I think – if you ask me right now, I think he goes back to Oklahoma. He need to go back to OKC. If I'm OKC, I'm not doing that. Well, why not? To retire – I mean, retire. You're going to sign a one-day contract to try to Thunder. I'm just telling you – I'll do you, a one-day. Yeah. That's fine. But what – okay, the reason why I say that, I'm not saying I'm calling my shot. He's going to end up a coach. But let's look at it. What contender – Give me a contender in the West or the East that he fits in right now that you don't have to worry about him just having being like a grenade that's just thrown in the middle of a circle. Like, w- w- give me a contender that's in the East or West that automatically it's not a risk if you add him that he automatically walks in and fit. I really don't think there is one. Okay. Um, because I, it, as unfortunate as it is for somebody his ta- of his talent level – He's almost overstayed his welcome at every team. There's a reason why he's been on, what, five teams in the last four seasons? Okay? Couldn't get it to work in Washington, and that's where he averaged his triple-double. All right? Couldn't get it done. It's worked his way out in, in, in Houston. A, a team that maybe is interesting, but can you play with another alpha of Anthony Edwards? Could, it, could he get it to work over there in Minnesota? Where D'Angelo has now moved off to take his spot over Minnesota's there in LA. Not a contender. Well, right now Minnesota is in the eighth spot in the West. They're not a contender. I'm talking like when I say contender, I'm talking about Boston. I'm talking about uh, no, none of those Philly. Teams, none I'm of those talking teams about want to drop yeah. a grenade in their locker room. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. And looking at other options, right? Are you ready to move off from Russ? No, no, we can move on. Okay, on. John Wall. He got bought out by Houston. Gosh, that's still a head scratcher. Okay, from the now Clippers. he was part of a trade. Does he go back? Is that is that one of those deals where you see We've seen it, that they, they happen? You know, uh, my Cleveland baseball team did it back in the day with Kenny Lofton down to the Braves and brought him back. Okay, um, do do they go ahead and go back and try to bring him back in? Well, uh, first of all, been it, picked up yet? First of all, it didn't even make sense to me why they let him go anyway, and so. I would say yes, but then I would say no, because I believe the reason why they let him go, I think that evidently behind closed doors, they did a good job. I mean, Woj can't get everything. But the truth of the matter, there was something either with his playing time, the way Tyron Lue was using him, something went on for him just to go out because they hadn't even got an opportunity to have all their unit together. That's why I keep preaching, give them about 10 or 15 games. If they can get that nucleus together, they're going to be a tough out. But I, I, I mean, to me, I wanted to see John Wall in the playoffs with Kyrie, I mean, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but for whatever reason, due to the fact it's a head scratcher to me, I don't think there's any chance of him coming back. But if you look at him being bought out, hell, I mean, look, I mean, you tell me to go across the street. Lakers couldn't use him. Lakers need all the scoring they can get. Lakers, they, he could fit with the Lakers. Um, who else? Um, 
I mean, you look Does at it work in Denver as a distributor. I, I think so. I mean, it, uh, my whole the reason why I've been coming here really hyping the and they got the best record in the West, and I think they might have the best record overall in the NBA. They're probably gonna be the number one seed overall. It just comes down to where I've seen the story before, and it comes down to I feel and a four out of seven against the elite. Look, I can tell you right now, if you give me okay, Sacramento Kings are gonna break their longest playoff drought this year. They're gonna make the playoffs. Are they beating Denver four out of seven? No, no. I don't care what I feel about Denver not having Michael Porter's not because they're not beating Sacramento four out of seven. If they play. Uh, Let's say the Pelicans, they get in. Pelicans not beating them four out of seven. And I, I'd say that even with Zion. I'm talking about your Phoenix Suns, your Golden State Warriors, if healthy. Your, I would say, Philadelphia 76ers. Because what we did see, I mean, they only played twice a year. But what we did see in that matchup a couple of weeks ago, and B, take that person. This MVP talk, because remember, and B thinks he got screwed last year. Which there's an argument that he could be, but you can't really argue Joker's numbers. But there's a lot of people that had Embiid in as an MVP last year. You saw that performance against Joker that day a few couple weeks. That was a national televised game, by the way, too, on the weekend. You see what that did. So the reality of it is, uh, can Denver beat a Philly Fortis? I don't know. But I like that pickup they did today. So my point is, yeah, John Wall, you could add them on that. I don't see them doing it, but yeah, you could. Uh, that would make a difference. I'm, when I say contenders, I'm talking about Philly, Denver, Suns, Boston, Golden State. And did I add the Bucks? Add the Bucks in there. Okay. You got really. This is pretty much. You've got realistically three, the six teams max, that can win the NBA title, in my opinion. Milwaukee, Clippers, Golden State, Phoenix, Boston, and Philly. I think that's six teams I named. Don't disrespect the Heat, but I don't think Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy. Look, man, Abaya, Bayou, He's been like butter. I guarantee you, if you go look at his stats, he there is nobody that can score in the paint this season mid range better than him. Still don't think Jimmy got enough in the playoffs to defeat one of those two to go and win a title. So that's the reason why I, don't, I got a lot of respect for Coach Bo, but that's the reason I'm not adding Miami in that category. Either. I don't think they got enough in a four out of seven to win a title. I'm talking about to win the title. Not win your conference, not come out of the East. Come out, I'm talking about winning the whole enchilada. Well, are, are, is Miami one of those teams that could use the services of like a Beverly? Oh, of course, a Beverly. They could use John Wall. They the same thing too. I don't know that too. I'm dropping Westbrook in that in that locker room. Either, I don't though. think Westbrook. I don't think that Jimmy and, yeah. and Russ could handle that. Miami needs more shooters anyway. You know, um, you know, Hero. Those guys. I mean, they they need they they need more shooters. I, I just feel that yes, he could work, but no, Westbrook. I think Westbrook. To be honest with you, is he done? No, I don't think he's done the NBA, but I think at the break, and if you look at the standings in the West, I just think and it's going to have to be something. It's just hard for him. This type of player he is, it's just hard to add him on at this point in the season, especially if you're coming from LeBron. Like GMs will look at like, man, if you couldn't make it work or fit with LeBron, and keep in mind, that's Frank Vogel to Darvin Ham. 
Either one of those could make it fit. And then that's LeBron James, which I would say the one thing LeBron is probably the goat in is the guy that can play pretty much with anybody. Kobe can't say that. Mike can't say that. That's what I will give LeBron. So if you there's Jim, look, you can't get along. You can't get. I don't know if I want to risk that. And I ain't got a LeBron James in this this locker room. You know what I'm saying? Two Russes in the same boat, different sports. That's why I say, hey Russ, back you with this foundation thing because I think there's just some things going around. That's the that's the that's the most pissed off you'll see Russell Wilson. He, he wanted to use bad language. He just couldn't. When he addressed it, which he still didn't really address it. But anyway, if Sean Payton can't get right on him, hey, man, sorry. Go raise a family. Nice having you. And thanks a lot for this dead cap hit. You're going to hit across the forehead. But you're going to be all right. Russ Westbrook in the same boat. He's just going to have to. I think if nobody, because if you're Russ, do you want to go to a Sacramento Kings? Do you want to go to a Wizards? Do you want to go somewhere or back to the Wizards? Do you or do you really want the only thing he's playing for is a title? So to get that, I'm not going to say he's done, but he might have to take his 43 million as guaranteed and just chill out for the next few months. The Kings could, could kind of be fun with uh, with Russ coming off the bench, though. If he can re- if he can resume that role that he had in L.A., I just feel I feel like it gives uh, Darren Fox a spell. Davion Mitchell, of course, he's he's coming. He, he's the, the the lead man off. But if you need a bucket, bucket late, um, or just Russ again, just just for some rest time, Russ ain't coming off the bench for a non-title contending team. I wouldn't do it. In this stage of his career, the only way Russ is coming off the bench is for a team that's competing for Chan. A team that got LeBron James. Hey, this is what we need. We ain't got a bench. He ain't going to off no bench from and no win title. A title in China. Wow, you're trying to kick him out Marbury style. But anyway, all right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. 
Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.